this is Breezy, and you are about to listen to an episode of No Matter What Did You Just Say? An after show hosted by the Section 109 Podcast. This was an after show hosted for episodes of the No Matter What docuseries about Chattanooga Football Club. This was recorded and broadcasted live on Facebook and YouTube and on CFC's official channels. We also wanted to release them as podcasts, however, so here they come. We apologize in advance if the audio is a bit wonky, but we were all in different locations with varying audio and video setups. You can find links and these actual video episodes archived on CFC's official YouTube. Are we are we live live? Oh, hey, we are live. There was no countdown. Hello, friends, wow. and welcome into the Section 109 podcast that has taken over the after show. My name is Andrew Brzee, better known as Breezy. I am here uh, with the title, and let me read it so I don't mess it up. The title of this episode, as always, is No Matter What Did You Just Say? A No Matter What After Show hosted by the Section 109 podcast. Yes, they did mess up naming that. I'm going to keep making that joke, uh, but they let us name it, so we did it. Um, I am joined here by two distinguished gentlemen, Matthew Coniglio and Brian Beamant. Hello, gentlemen. Matt, how are you today? Then Brian, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. It's not my choice, but I'm I'm glad you're here. Brian, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. (laughs) Hey, that that was part of my choice, and I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. Um, So, wow. First of all, we just saw an excellent episode, and I can't wait to dig into the episode and to talk about your goal, um, but that's a little spoiler alert. We'll get to that in a second. Um, first, before any of that, uh, I want to roll actually just straight into the clip, uh, the first Topher clip, uh, Monday with Bulls, Topher clip. Let's roll that beautiful clip, boys. It's going to roll eventually. Well, until it does. Without further ado, a young man that comes to us from Oglethorpe University, one of the quieter players in our team, but normally when he has something to say, it's usually hilarious. So without further ado, Christopher Topher Marshall. Give me a day to prepare a show. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. You're supposed to put on a show, and I can't do that in a day. You're going to be good. Okay. uh, All my homies call me Topher. Yeah. (laughs) I was born some time ago to a man and a woman. I've grown fond of them over the years. I am between the ages of 17 and 29. That makes me a mean 23. It's a math joke if you get that. (laughs) My father uh, was a peach farmer. My mother, a pastor. Peacher and the preacher. (laughs) Three brothers. One of them is identical twins, so if you ever catch me doing something stupid, it's probably not me. I'm gonna sing a song, I guess. Can't Help Falling in Love by Elvis Presley. Wise men say only fools rush in. 
But I can help falling in love with you. You know, I'm just going to stop there. <laughs>
Like, are they tall enough that you don't worry about kicking the ball up? Yeah, there's no worry. I mean, think think of it as uh, how like your big college football teams have their whole indoor facility and you're punting and all that kind of stuff. So think of a building kind of like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that I guess that makes sense. All right. Um, so, Matthew, why don't you set the stage for us um, going into the Cal United game? And we're going we're gonna to do some more talk about different things. But going into the Cal United game, kind of set the stage for us where we were in the tournament. Remind everybody uh, that may have just tuned in for this episode, apparently, or possibly. So, uh, if, you're, if, if you'd like a little recap, uh, we had beaten L.A. Force in the first game 2-0. to zero. Uh, We had drawn with the Cosmos 1-1 in the second game. Um, uh, Cal United had beaten Cosmos in their first game two to zero, and LA Force had beaten Cal United three to two uh, in that other game. So we're sitting on four points. Uh, Cal United's on three, LA Force is on three, and Cosmos were on one. So a point puts us through. Uh, that's I, I think it, it's pretty apparent that, that that was the conversations that that the team was having is you know, we have to get one, and anything else is good. Um, whereas, uh, United, they need three to advance, uh, a, a point. They might, they need help. They needed help from the cosmos to get, uh, to get through with just a point. So, uh, we kind of knew what we needed to do. And, and I think the, the training, uh, and, and the pre-match stuff kind of, kind of bore that out. And, and that kind of set the stage for, for, uh, going into the match. Yeah. Cool. I want to bring up a couple more comments um, and then we'll roll right into talking a little bit more about uh, the direct lead up to that match. Uh, Tim Dungan says comedy catch open mic, please. Um, and yeah, I agree. We should take Topher and then we should all sit in the stands and heckle um, or be nice. You know, we could do that too. Um, and then uh, Tim also points out that Fuller's a busy guy. Foles is a busy guy. Um, and yeah, that's, that's fair. And, and actually goes right into what Andrew Smith said. Uh, phone calls with Fuller, he talks nonstop and then instantly goes, listen, uh, and then just bounces. It's it's perfect. It's perfect. Another person who has the same experience. I love it. I'm sure he loves all of this. Um, oh, also, Basement and Crawl Space Solutions, our loyal listeners on YouTube, uh, who was interacting last last episode of the episode before, is at All Hail Brian, which is All, all Hail right. Brian. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but so leading up to this game, we're in a bit of an injury crisis, right? Like we're down four guys, um, including Rich, who refuses, as you can see in this video, to stay off his leg, um, as he was instructed to do. But obviously it was broken, so he wasn't going to play. Um, and then you managed to get injured. Um, and so we're going to play a clip here in a second, and it's going to talk a little bit about your injury. But first, it's going to talk about uh, Coloco, I think, injuring himself almost uh, in an ice bath because he couldn't get all the way in. Uh, how about we roll that beautiful clip of Coloco in the ice bath, boys? It is the purpose of it. I'm on. Call on 90 minutes, bro. This is 90 minutes, brother. Hey, if you do it quick, it's easier. It's freezing, my man. Yes. yes. Good. Get it? Get it. Get it. I can't fit there. Get it. Get it. My man, my legs won't fit in there. Ah. 
Baba, I know bed, I beg, go get it. Man, I'm not, I'm not getting no. I cannot get it, see. Mister, I beg you. Go squat, squat. Put your toes on the bottom and your knees on the front. I can't control. And then get down. That's the lowest I can go. Oh, God, no. I will, I will push the shoulders down. You see? He's, he's like, yeah, I'm totally shit, Um, I literally just jumped in the pool and was gonna jog across and just kind of get my legs loose and do a little mini pool workout. And first step I took, uh, the pool said, nah, fam, you've had enough. <laughs> Given the thin state of the roster, the last thing the club needs is an injury sustained off the pitch. Man, first of all, uh, how did you do with those ice baths? Did you do any poolside ice baths? Uh, no, I, I didn't. I never. I never I don't, I'm not a big, firm believer in an ice bath. Uh oh! But some blasphemy there. But teach, but teach their own. Are <laughs> you like Colo? You don't like the cold, or you, or you don't, uh, you don't find them beneficial? I just, I don't know. I just, I feel like I just get out and I'm just stiff and cold, and I, my muscles aren't necessarily better. Um, I'll ice like an area but i'm not a big ice bath person I never I've, i can probably count the amount i've taken matthew have you ever taken an ice bath more than i can count uh so i was a, i was a long distance i was a long distance runner so it was kind of second nature for us to do ice bath recoveries uh and they're the worst they suck i'd never want to do one again <laughs> i have literally never done one so I'm I'm relying on you guys, but I, I see the theme here. You should. Here, so by the way. You should do one it once. Terrible. Yes, it is. But you have to do one once. No, no. Based on the fact that Brian's like, ah, I don't do them anymore, and I'm a professional athlete, and you're like, I never want to do one again. Why would I do one? It seems like a terrible idea. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna trust you guys. Um, but coming out of that ice bath, we saw you cut your foot. So can you kind of walk us through what happened? Um, yeah, what kind of weird parties were they throwing at the pool? Like, what happened? Yeah, I have no idea. Um, I remember, I guess it was either a day, two days before, I think we were in the pool, in the pool area and the, the pool had been closed because they said there was glass that had gotten in, which I don't know how that was possible, but, um, especially since it was limited amount of people that were even using it. So anyway, uh, that was about two days before and then it's all cleaned out. There's no more signs or anything. And all I'm thinking is, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to do a little pool recovery, um, jog, do some movements in the pool. And as soon as I jumped in, first step I took, I immediately felt like I had sliced my foot instantly. And I remember trying to swim just out with, like, my one foot raised so I could get to the other end and try not to get blood in the pool. But, yeah, it was it was not fun. <laughs> Oh, that's so terrible. And I assume they had to close the pool for a while because anytime they get blood or anything in the mm -hmm. pool, they have to like close it all down. That's terrible. Yeah. Now, how it, it from what they were saying in the video, it sounded like it wasn't that big, but it was really deep. Is that correct? Yeah, it, like it was just a straight just puncture. Now, how did you how did your foot feel? It hurt. Um, yeah, it was it was it was pretty sore. Um, I had to keep it wrapped up with a fat gauze pad which is also kind of uncomfortable but yeah it's... did it affect your ability to run or kick or anything i mean once i got going i didn't think about it at all but i mean in normal just walking around it was uncomfortable walking so, 
some people are just are different than me. I don't think I would have played. Um, <laughs> Matthew, what did did you know about this this injury? What did you think when you first saw that uh, nasty puncture room? Wound? I don't. I don't think I actually knew about it in real time, uh, and and I was. I was a bit shocked uh, that that it could have occurred in the first place. Uh, I think I think someone should have had a word with the hotel, and I hope someone did. Uh, but I, it's the last thing you want. Like, how many guys were down and out uh, going into that game, also on short rest? Like, it's cr- it's crazy that something like that could have happened. Uh, and I'm I'm glad. Uh, spoiler alert: that it did not affect your uh, your performance uh, on on game day. Darn right, yeah. and uh, also he uh, he was able to uh, score a goal, but also more than that, like you were able to have what Fuller called basically one of your best games of the tournament. Like said, you were an absolute monster, I think, or warrior. I don't remember what the term he used, but he's like Brian had a really really good game. Um, but I had some people commenting on the ice bath situation. Uh, so we have Shelly Nicole Ayers. Shout out Shelly. Uh, she says I love ice baths. Um, Shelly, people do. Good for you. Uh, Andrew Smith also says, I love ice baths, um, which, I mean, Smitty. Okay. Uh, Sean Russell, your roommate, uh, says, Brian, why are you lying? He says, Brian, why are you lying? There's no way you – he said, there's no way you (laughs) – no way you survived without ice baths is what he says in his next comment. Um, So a little roomy on roomy uh, violence here. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about this later. Uh, and by the way, Bill Hammontree says uh, ice baths are great when you add whiskey. And he says, right, Matthew? I think, Absolutely. I, think, I, I think if you take your cat whiskey into the bath, that might lead to you losing an eyeball, by the way. That would lead to a lot of blood, for sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. Uh, also, we almost lost Cam due to ice hives, apparently, um, which was... I, so I put an ice pack on my hamstring. I had a little bit of a, like a slight pull of my hamstring, and I put an ice pack on it, and I gave myself an ice burn. So I don't know if I would fare good in uh, farewell in the ice. Um, all right, so I have a question, um, and this is completely unrelated to anything we've talked about so far, but it goes into where they're talking about match day, and everybody's walking around and talking about the rain. Uh, and this is from my wife, Ella. And she says, do the players coordinate which warm-ups to wear pregame? How are they always dressed the same? Um, I mean, yeah. We have I mean we have before every game we have our home and away kit and our, our warm-up kit. And so we'll have all that together, wear the warm-up before the game and then change into our our kit. Do you guys what about more- the what about like the sweats? Like for your for your walking and stretch? We'll we'll coordinate that. Normally the captains will sort that out the night before is it like a text message is it a group me message is it like a knock on your yeah, door usually. and like a, hey wear this like how does it work <laughs> no usually we just have our, our team group chat that will just put everything in there um and just makes it a lot easier okay i was just imagining juan going door to door hey don't forget just letting you know we should make, we should make them <laughs> yeah uh i don't think you want to make juan go door to door no i don't he, he might be he might not like that uh, he'd be real, real stern. I have a feeling. Um, so, by the way, CFC marketing. Um, are we just giving free Vita Coco Coloco marketing out, like ready-made sponsorship deal here? Like, um, yeah, missing out something. Um, Matthew, Peter Fuller said, 
I'm out of great speeches and then proceeded to give a great speech anyway. Um, what, what is this? Up front, I'm out of great speeches. And then he gives probably his second best speech of the tournament uh, for, in terms of like pregame, pre, uh, pre-game meeting speeches. Like, how does the guy do it? Does he just, does he just like pull, like pull, you know, put it out of his like, back pocket? Like, oh, okay, a new speech here. Like, let's go. Like, how does, how does this work? I have no idea. You know what but I think it is? I think, I think he knows that he has a good speech in his pocket. So he starts with, I don't have a good speech and then bam for effect. It's uh, I'm okay. I'm going to go on the record and say it's all off the cuff. He's just winging it the whole time that I, I guarantee you that's what it is. We'll have to ask him next time. Next time we get him on Uh Brian question for you from Tim Dungan. He says, what is the kangaroo court punishment? If you wear the wrong warm up." <laughs> so we have, uh, I mean, we have a fine system in place that we set at the beginning of every year. Um, we all make sure that we're all on the same page and are signing off on it and agree to it um, so that there are no true disputes other than the, the fine itself. Um, but yeah, so it would just be if you have the wrong kit or forget it, then you would get a fine. Nice. Very cool. Very, very cool. Um, by the way, uh, co-host Smitty with some shade here says, Matt looks like an 85-year-old on a Zoom call. You don't have to sit that close to the computer. That's rough. That's Smitty. That's rough, man. That's oh, that is that is harsh. That is beautiful, but that is harsh. That is that might be me also, or the John Russell in the other room. Me, describing me as an eighty-five-year-old on a Zoom call also like fits a lot of a lot of what's going on here. Yeah, uh, that might be a compliment. Um, yeah, I don't. I think you're older than eighty-five. Is the is the joke that should be made here? Um, well, my computer has froze again, so let me pull up my phone um, and go where we were going next. All right. I'm now like so, sitting back slightly just to, to appease Smitty. As, yeah, as you I'll, probably I'll should. You. There you go. It. There we go. Um, all right. So let's go game time. Um, let's just actually, let's roll straight into clip number three, the Beamant goal. Uh, let's roll that beautiful clip. And here comes Darwin Lom. Running at Clutie. Sliding it through and has the keeper and Brian Bement has struck first for Chattanooga. Darwin Lom in this space right here. He's dribbling on. Clutie's a very experienced player though. Gets turned around and what a little ball slipped in. Good run for Bement. Great finish there too. Bottom corner. Perfect execution there of a counter for Chattanooga. Dude, what a good finish. What a good finish. Uh, Matthew, give me some thoughts on that goal. Uh, Let's start with the, let's start with the move uh, with Darwin. Actually, I'm going to go a step further back. I'm pretty sure the ball that goes to Darwin is from Sean Russell. uh, And he just pops a ball over the top. Darwin runs onto it. And then just plays. Uh, Chris Clutie is a very experienced player, uh, probably the leader of Cal United's back line. And Darwin just kind of plays with him a little bit, forces him one way. Let's go back another. Like like he's like dancing and dancing in the club after a game, and then bam, ball in behind. Beam it. By the way, great run. Uh, that's how you. That's how you get behind a defense. And then good finish too. Thank you. Thank you. 
So is that is that a move that you guys, I mean, you hadn't played a ton together. Is that a move you guys had done in practice? Like, is that a similar connection, or was this just a spur-of-the-moment, good run, good ball? Um, I think we were just, we both played enough to where we know how to read other players and read each other, and obviously we're, we're friends and all that, so that helps. So um, just seeing his kind of movement with the ball, I just kind of went off of that, and then we were both on the same page. And so he found me and then it ended up being a goal. Sweet. Yeah, it was, that was honestly, it's probably my favorite goal of the tournament. Um, other than the, the spoiler alert, the Marcano Marcanos. bike, which is incredible. But like that, of that course. goal for me was extra special. The, your goal from Darwin, because it was a really, really professional soccer goal. Like it was a really good play all the way around. Like it's a really nice run when you're floating off the back shoulder and you sneak in between two you held your run to the perfect time. He plays a perfect ball. It's a first time hit across your body in like hits the side netting. Like everything about it is perfect. And I remember seeing that and going, wow, like that's, and I, and I'd say this without any like sarcasm, like that's professional soccer. Like that's a professional soccer goal. And it felt really good. And then directly after uh, that giant man uh, with the Taco Bell thing on his Jersey, uh, Nuno, just smashes one home. Uh, how were you feeling, Brian, when that when that goal went in from Nuno? Um, obviously, it sucked because um, they had hit a crossbar previously, I believe, and so they were kind of putting a little pressure on us. Um, ultimately, I'm, I assumed and figured we would hold them off and at least get a tie. Um, but, yeah, when they scored shortly after, I mean, it obviously killed a little bit of our – our momentum and our good start. So uh, put a little more pressure on us as well to end the half because they were, they were, they were firing at that point. Um, but yeah, ultimately I, I knew we had the guys that could get it done. Um, and we, we did. So I'm all we needed was a point. We got a point and can't complain about that. Yeah. So at, at halftime, um, you know, there's a, there's a fuller halftime speech and it looked like he kept you guys in the locker room a little bit longer. Um, you know, and he's like, he said something to the effect of they'll wait, they'll wait. Um, like coming, coming out of the half, like, um, how does it feel going into like, are you, are you feeling comfortable? I don't mean just in this game in general, like when you come out of the locker room and it's a tight game like that, are you thinking as an attacker, like I have to score so we can win this? Or are you thinking I have to do the job and defend? So we don't like, how are you thinking about in all games where you come out tied and you just need a point as an attacker? Like, how are you feeling? normally i mean i'm thinking i want to score every single game so i'm going to start with that um just it's how it is um but yeah Yeah. if it's if it's a game like that where i need we just need a tie then i mean maybe i'll think okay well i'll drop in a little deeper or i'll chase this guy here just because i know we'll kill more time um or i mean Obviously, it's how you approach things that's a little bit different. Because see, if you have more of a defensive mindset, I'm going to be more compact. I'm going to be more sitting in, more hesitant to just take off. Whereas if we're chasing the game, then I may be trying to take off and throw balls and whatnot every other chance. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's just kind of more of a, a different mindset, I guess. Totally. Totally. That's a little inside baseball, but I always like to think – I don't I don't know what – I never play any sport at, as high, at this high of a level, so I always wonder how that uh, – how that feels. Um, Matt coming out of that game, uh, kind of set the table for what's probably coming on next episode. We haven't seen it yet. 
but knowing kind of what happened, what are you looking forward to? So uh, we had known, uh, we knew we knew who was coming out of the other of the other side of the table. We knew it was Detroit, uh, and we knew it was Oakland already. And the who we were going to play, Detroit or Oakland, all depended on what happened in the LA Force New York Cosmos game. Uh, if if we had won the group, we would have played Detroit. And if we had, uh, and what ended up happening, if we if we came in second in the group, we would have, uh, and we did play. Spoiler: we we did play Oakland. Uh, so that, but like also when you qualify automatically and you're done, that last game, you don't care. I I don't think the guys and wait, Bima, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think the guys cared that much. Like. We're through to the semifinal. Like we're in. Like okay, whoever whoever we get, we get. I mean, yeah, that's to an extent. I mean, some of the guys did kind of want Oakland. I know some of the older Chattanooga guys wanted Detroit. Um, I mean, me personally, I I was like, I didn't really care who we played. Um, I kind of hoped we won the group just because. Um, but yeah, that was that was about it. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I think there were some scenes in there with uh, with people getting excited, especially Wilfred Wright, who had played at Oakland. Like, and I got to see some of his friends playing there. I got to see Peter Pearson. Shout out, Peter, uh, former CFC player. Um, yeah, that was a really fun um, a really fun look into the bubble. And, I'll, and, Brian, before we go, I have two more questions, and I don't know if Matt's got any. Yeah. Uh, number one, what is that card game that we saw Coloco and Juan and a bunch of the other guys playing? Do you know? What were the – um, I'm trying to think. Maybe it might have been it's, 22. I don't know. Maybe it's like 22 or the cards are super colorful. The cards are super colorful. Oh, was there a board? Was it the board game with the cards? Or, I'm not sure if oh, there was. A, it's called Virus. That's what it is. Oh, it's Virus. Yeah, one Google- has interesting game. It's it's like kind of a little strategy game. It yeah, looked very serious. Yeah, no, it, it's play? pretty fun. It's I've, I have, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's interesting. I'd never played it till I came down here. And like I said, Juan, Juan has it. And yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Nice. Nice. Uh, and then number two, I can't remember what I was going to ask you for number two. Uh, Matthew, do you have anything left before we uh, let the viewers and Brian uh, get on with their evening? Uh, I don't have anything doc-related questions-wise. Uh, my only question is going to be, Beam it. Are you ready to go on Saturday? Oh, 100%. Yeah. No, I'm pumped. Uh, I'm pumped that there will be fans here. Uh, um, yeah, I'm excited to get going again. This is going to be re- like almost a regular season feel. Um, obviously, Louisville is a good team. Um, one of my buddies plays for him and is a defender, so that will be fun as well. Um, so, yeah, no, it, it's going to be fun for sure. I'm, I'm pumped. I I am as well. So for anyone that hasn't uh, that hasn't bought their tickets yet, there are season tickets of, available. There are flex passes available, and there are also single game tickets. This game, as far as I understand it, will not be streamed. This will be a game that you have to catch in person. If you're not feeling comfortable, I totally understand. But if you're just going, uh, I don't know if I want to leave the house. I'm kind of feeling like I might need a nap. I'll just catch it on the stream. Not an option. Not an option this time, guys. So 
get to the get to Finley Stadium. You know, if you don't want to sit near people, pick a seat this far away from people, and it's going to be a blast. I cannot wait. If you missed this documentary episode, if you're somehow catching this and you're going, oh, I forgot, I missed it live, you can catch re-airings tonight at midnight, or I guess early tomorrow morning technically at midnight, or you can catch it on t- at 10.30 on Sunday the 4th. So check those li- uh, re-airings, guys. Um, Brian Beamett, thank you for joining us today. If people want to find you on social media, follow you, um, maybe on the famed TikTok. Uh, just kidding. Uh, if they want to follow no. you on uh, on social media, what are your handles? Where can they find you? Um, yeah, so you can find me on Twitter. It's at airbeamit14. Um, and then on Instagram is at bbeamit14. And sorry, I retired from TikTok. Oh, so sad. <laughs> so sad. Matthew, where can they find you uh, on the social medias? You can find me on Instagram at I am Caniglio, and you can find me on Twitter at Whiskey is Fine. All righty. And folks, if you want to find me, you can find me on the internet. Thank you very much for joining us, and we'll see you next week. See you Saturday. Awesome. See you guys.